Sometimes the less information you have, the better. <laughs> Most of you way over talk, way over explain, want to tell your stories, want everybody to hear your stories. By the time you get to it, you don't even know what question to ask. A lot of you start your business and you want to pursue your passion, your joy. But really you started it because you didn't want to be told what to do and you didn't want a boss. And now all of a sudden, the very thing you're doing that's trapped you because you're technically doing it wrong, you start to hate. You start to get angry at it. You start to complain about it. And, and I know this because I've, I've worked with over 10,000 entrepreneurs in the last 20 years. I became one of those entrepreneurs in my cycle. So what did I do? So I went up to Portland State after I got out of high school. And one half day a week, I would go sell hearing aids over the phone to doctors. And after five months of doing that to make a little money while I was going to, trying to go to Portland State, <laughs> I was selling more than the adults that were working full time. So they offered me a job to become an outside sales rep in Atlanta, Georgia. And I was like, I'm all in. I want to get out of Oregon. So they gave me a company card. They gave me a credit card. My boss bought me two suits when I landed. And I was supposed to be an inside sales guy. And he picks me up at the airport, little old 67 Gil Malone, 67 years old Italian guy. He says, Brandon, do you own any suits? And I'm like, no. And he says, hey, man, uh, I'm gonna, we're going to go into the airport store here. And we're going to get you two suits, a black one and a blue one. I go, why? And he goes, because the outside sales rep got diaper particulitis or whatever the hell you call it and he's in the hospital and he has an open house in three days and you have to go to Alabama and do it. I'm 19 years old and I don't know where Alabama is <laughs> and I'd never actually set across from an adult and try to sell him anything personally. Now I'm an Oregon boy and for those of you that live in the south understand in July and Alabama. So I parked six blocks away from the hospital for my open house. I come walking in, the lady's like, I think you should go back, take a shower, and come back, and park closer. So I did. So I went in, and I didn't know anything about anything. And so they start bringing patients. I said, what's the process here? They said, well, you're the hearing aid manufacturer rep. You're the one that sells the product. We test their hearing. We bring them to you, and then you sell them what they need. So, so all of a sudden, the first patient comes in, husband and wife, they're, you know, you're, I'm 19. They're like 70. And I'm from Oregon, and they're from the South. So I don't know what to do. It's like, how y'all doing? What's going on? I tried to pick up my Southern draw in two days of being in Atlanta because I knew I was going to Alabama. And I'm like, okay, so they give me the test. Well, I knew what a hearing loss looked like, but I didn't know how to talk to it. So they give me the test. I'd look at it and be like, okay. I'd say, so, Mr. and Mrs. Johnson, what'd you come in here for? Well, she mumbles, and he has the TV on too loud. I'd say, I'd look at the hearing test, and I'd go, mm-hmm. This is why. Would you like to fix it? Yes. Great. Let me get the doctor. I go out, get the doctor, and come in and say, they're ready to move forward. So over three days of doing this, the doctor and the audiologist sat down with me and they're like, man, you are the best sales rep we've ever had in here. You, we sold more hearing aids than we ever sold before. I get back to Atlanta, my boss says, I don't know what you did, but you sold more hearing aids in that three-day open house than anybody else in the country. 
I'm like, yeah, <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. So you know what I learned there? Sometimes the less information you have, the better. <laughs> Most of you way over talk, way over explain, want to tell your stories, want everybody to hear your stories. By the time you get to it, you don't even know what question to ask. So my walnut story in reflection taught me a couple things. It taught me that the very thing I hated could become the lifeblood to everything that's going on around me. So you can do things that you hate to do, but if it creates life for others, you don't need to worry about what you're doing. You need to worry about the impact of what you're doing. And what's really important is I learned that in my marketing and my messaging, I need to talk about impact, not the what. Nobody actually cares about the what. What they care about is how can I help them? And if they see themselves succeeding inside of your what, or inside of your thing, your, your impact, if they see themselves inside of it, if they picture themselves inside of it, it price does not matter. They're going all in with you. And, and for me, that's what's important is the decision to go all in. What you think is what you say. What you say is what you do. And what you do ultimately becomes your legacy.